checking. Ready, Nate? Welcome to the Walk in Truth mini-sode, A Step Closer, where Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a Christian perspective. You'll also get a chance to get to know the team. Now, let's get into today's topic. Hey, listening family, this is Pastor Michael Lance, and this is going to be a segment of something called A Step Closer, and we are literally resurrecting, pun intended, Mm. A Step Closer, uh, which is something that's going to be an additional blessing for our listening family as we get a little deeper, a step closer to knowing the Lord better, knowing what we believe and why we believe it. And today, my very special guest is Joe Kelly. Hey, thank you, Pastor Michael. Hey, Joe. It is really good to have you here. Great to be here. That was just a mini answer for the Uh, To a (laughs) mini-sode. So Joe Kelly is an apologist. He's actually an elder at Living Truth Christian Fellowship where I serve as senior pastor, and which is the congregation largely behind Walk in Truth, both uh, the radio ministry we do, the podcasting, uh, really wherever the Lord wants to take it. And Joe, this is an additional layer of what we want to do for our listening family, which is to equip them with more in-depth discussion on timely topics. And uh, this is the timely of all timely topics. We're going to talk about the resurrection in fact, you're going to be delivering a message here at Living Truth on the resurrection shortly. And I know you've been diving in uh, to that and preparing for it. And so what we'd like to do in these mini-sodes is just dive a little bit deeper. And we're going to be talking about the resurrection. Of course, you know, uh, Holy Week's coming up, Resurrection Sunday's coming up. And this is a topic not only in the church that will be addressed, but in the world. I mean, uh, secular magazines and podcasts that are not necessarily believing ones will talk about this. What do you think about just this time of the year? Absolutely. This is the time of year when you will get uh, specials on cable, Discovery Channel, History Channel, and uh, they all seem to have a... uh, an updated view and version of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, an updated view on who he is and then even on the resurrection, right? And for some reason, it always comes back to the resurrection, and we know why. Yes. Because without it, like Paul says, our, our faith is in vain. That's right. And so if Jesus had not risen, playing off of what Paul said, then he, the world doesn't have to feel guilty. mm the world, there's no conviction. Yes. But if Jesus did rise from the dead, as, the, as our scriptures teach, then guess what? We're, we're all accountable to mm-hmm. that fact. And looking at the good news side of that, I mean, if, if uh, let's assume for a moment, a large part of the audience is a believer. If Christ be not risen, we are dead in our sins, and then we're of most men to be pitied, most, Paul says, right? That's right. We're most pitiable. And then he he basically says, well, then just eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die. So you might as well just medicate, because if there's no, if there's nothing beyond this, if there's no afterlife, then frankly, I mean, I guess I would understand why people would live that way. Well, see, that's what's interesting, is that because Paul makes that argument, that if Christ had not uh, come out of the grave in a bodily resurrection— our faith is worthless. We're still in our sins. We have no eternal hope. So what does that say about the resurrection? 
It is the most important historical fact in human mm. history. Amen. And we would argue a very provable uh, fact from history as well. We're going to get into that. Before we get into that, though, I want to define some terms because when we say resurrection, you mentioned, you know, there might be something on the History Channel, Discovery Channel, whatever it may be, and they may have a different way of defining what we mean by the resurrection. Now, what we mean is the raising of a clinically dead body that was literally clinically dead and alive again. That's what we're talking about with resurrection. But, Joe, there are some people who would define resurrection differently. What would be a couple examples of what we might find in maybe liberal theology or even a worldly definition? Well, here is another, uh, another interesting fact to ponder. <clears throat> so if you think about uh, New Testament scholars, you have a group that believes in the supernatural. You have a group that rejects the supernatural. So if they reject the supernatural, then there are no miracles. Mm -hmm. If there are no miracles, there was no bodily resurrection. Right. Therefore, there must be another explanation. Yes. And that's where you get all these different theories that really don't measure up to what we consider to be very credible, authoritative yes. evidence. And, and yeah. well, one of those theories uh, comes out of our... Uh, our friends down the street at the Watchtower, who yes. uh, like to come knocking on our door, they reject the bodily resurrection yes. because they reject who uh, the New Testament teaches Jesus was and who he claimed to be, right. which is the Son of God, God the Son, uh, God in humanly bodily form. Mm -hmm. They reject all of that, so they reject the bodily resurrection and simply say – they don't really have a good answer. What they say is uh, God eliminated – the mm -hmm. physical form, the physical body that was in the tomb. Right. And Basically, so the appearances it, yeah. were simply uh, immaterial appearances. Yes, yes, which is really the opposite of what the New Testament records teach us. You said something interesting, that when someone is what we would categorize perhaps as a naturalist, uh, and they could even be a theologian in one sense, if they're trying to find a naturalistic explanation, it could be to the resurrection, but it even could be to the cosmos. It could be to why Why do we have everything that looks like it's designed, and yet they have to find an alternate explanation because they can't allow for a supernatural God. So there, there's a one-to-one -one correspondence in other categories as well. We're talking about the resurrection, but you brought up an important point that right. two, two individuals can look at the same evidence but because they're coming from a, a presuppositional uh, framework, one would say, hey, there's a literal bodily resurrection. And the other would say, there's got to be another explanation for this. Well, I would say that we, we as Christians, as theists, as believers in an in a all-powerful being who's capable right, of accomplishing any act possible— then any act, I should say, any act logically possible. I know that's how, that's is for yes. a different, <laughs> a different yes, uh, yes, minisode. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, so our God is possible of miracles. Therefore, we can explain phenomena. We can explain that which we see or the result, either based on uh, a natural explanation. Uh, rooted in the laws of nature that God has established, in which right. we know are upheld by God Himself, or an intervening, which we, uh, God inserting Himself 
and uh, sort of overruling the natural laws. Mm-hmm. And that'd be a good definition of a miracle. And we do say that the resurrection is a miracle. It's not the norm that we see. We, you know, we've been to our share of funerals. Yeah. We don't normally see a dead body rise again. However, we know God can do that and has done it in the very history in which we are embedded. And so we're arguing for the veracity of the resurrection on several fronts. Um, let me just, I want to point out something else practical. There's a lot at stake here, right? Because what's at stake, and it's this something that you mentioned earlier, is whether or not we're going to rise. Because if Christ be not risen, then we're not going to rise. And of course, this does make it very personal because this is an issue of the life and death question and whether we will live again. And so there's a lot at stake. So let's touch on that briefly before we get into a little bit more. Well, uh, what, what comes to my mind is what we're created for. So God is spirit. God created a physical universe. He created us in his image as physical beings. There's nothing inherently evil or wrong about the physical world. And in fact, the resurrection of Jesus is testimony to the fact that we will live in eternity in physical form. Yes. So being separated from our bodies at death is not the natural state. Mm -hmm. Our natural state will be united with actual molecules. Our body will be able to uh, see each other, recognize each other. Yes. We can touch each other. We can play catch with a baseball, whatever. Yes. We're going to live in a physical world, and it is good. Well, that, that's good. actually a wonderful reality, Joe, because I think people have had these perceptions that, uh, hey, when you end up in the afterlife, you're kind of floating on a cloud, and maybe you're kind of a spirit being. But we are going to be very physical in the resurrection, which is a beautiful thing. It is. In the Greek mind, it was repugnant to think of the idea of the physical being resurrected because I think they had this notion that, you know, it was almost like a zombie apocalypse where, you know, uh, you're going to have these people, uh, you know, get up again from dying. And, and they, they had this thought of escaping the physical body. They did. What's the difference between that thought and uh, a Christian worldview on the resurrection. Well, you're talking about the Greek mindset. And because there was a disregard for the physical, they could abuse their physical, and it wouldn't affect their their immaterial, their mind. Um, So that led to a very uh, debauched lifestyle. Yes. Kind of trying to be a guilt-free debauched lifestyle, which really doesn't play out very well. But for the Christian, the, re- the reunification with us and our bodies um, is simply the result of what we see in Jesus' resurrection as the first fruits. Yes. So he is the forerunner. He will forever also, as the Son of God, have a physical form yes. like we will. Yes. We mentioned this on Sunday that he's forever Theanthropus, the God-man, uh, and that in the very body that he invited the apostles to, you know, investigate the scars, etc., touch me, and I'm very physical, he ascended back into heaven. He's coming again in like fashion, Acts 1, 9 through 11. And so Jesus, from all that we understand of, of theology, is going to be physical throughout, you know, the eons of time to come, which is a, a beautiful touching Reality. It's amazing to think about. It is, because 
using the word touching, I want to touch him. I want to look into his eyes. And uh, I even think of the physical idea of the wiping away of tears. And then I think we can take that quite literally, the eating of food. Um, really, eat, this is Eden restored in many ways. Great point. Eden restored. And what was the charge given to Adam and Eve? He gave them everything yes. but. And they, they were to enjoy, experience all that God had created. Yes. And you think about the expanse and how large our universe is, which is beyond comprehension. The, the, the breadth of this universe, no, no man's mind can take it in. Mm-hmm. And yet we're going to have an eternity to continually find new ways to glorify God and praise him for who he is and what he's done. Yes, and to know him and to plumb the depths of his person. Amen. Which is, which is awesome. Well, we could talk, I think, for hours, Joe, about just a few of these things, but here we are doing a mini-sode, and this is Walk in Truth. This is a step closer, Pastor Michael Lance, with my special guest, Joe Kelly. And uh, we're, we're beginning to kind of wet your whistle on the resurrection. So, Joe, I want to do one more thing in this mini-sode that we're doing. I want to define our terms, and I think we've already pretty much done that, but let's just make sure that we've kind of laid the bedrock. So when we talk about the resurrection, and we're— talking about here it is, you know, uh, the world knows it as the Easter season. When we say Jesus Christ is risen, can you just give maybe uh, one more kind of final definition for that? And that'll lead us into the next program. So what we're talking about when we talk about a resurrection is we're talking about the actual death of the body. So this, uh, the separation between the immaterial aspect of what it means to be a man, mind, soul, spirit, mm-hmm. from the physical body. The, the animating principle has been separated from the body. Mm-hmm. So when the, uh, when the women followers arrived at the tomb and it was empty, the body was missing not because he was Jesus resuscitated, right, but because he resurrected. Yes. It was a reunification between the immaterial and the material. And the body was transformed. Yes. But it was the body in which he died in, the body that was transformed. So we could say that he moved from mortal to immortality. Yes. I think, and, and we could say that in Philippians 1, Christ's resurrection body is the prototype because we will be like him in the resurrection as well. And so we can see that his, his being the first fruits that you mentioned earlier kind of sets the path for believers to follow in his train. Absolutely. And, and that body had unique properties even, uh, properties that we'll get to experience. So Jesus said, you know, here are my wounds. He told Thomas, put your finger here, put your hand here. The disciples could touch him. They could see him. They ate with him. Jesus got to do all those things, not because he had to, but because he wanted to. And he could, he could transport through physical objects. Yes. He could appear in one place or another, almost uh, in the absence of time. So th- those are some exciting things to think about. Yes. Well, and they're, they're exciting, and, and there's a beauty in this, that there's going to be a, um, a reuniting of us with others, that have gone before us. And, and, you know, you can start thinking about generations of believers in your own family history 
But then our heavenly family, right? We go back to thinking about the apostles or maybe, you know, some of the major names that have influenced our own faith over the centuries. And thinking about this great reunion that's coming, that's going to be very physical at one point, which is so wonderful. We're going to get into the more, more of that as we get a step closer in talking about the resurrection. But I want to let you know that right now we're going to be dealing with this more on the next episode. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast. So we want to let you know that once you subscribe to the podcast, then you'll know when the next one's coming out. And we plan on doing more of these mini-sodes, as it were, so that you can grow in your most holy faith and we can give you more to edify you. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out at contact and walk at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. If you have any comments, if uh, you'd like to tell us how this has been helpful, or even if you want us to tackle another angle of it, we'd be happy to get your feedback. That's contact at walkintruth.com. Thanks so much for listening. This is Pastor Michael. On behalf of Joe Kelly, we'll see you right here next time. God bless. Thanks for listening to A Step Closer. Let us know your thoughts on today's topic. You can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. You can also let us know a topic or question you'd like us to answer and discuss. Again, email us at contact at walkintruth.com.